Hey guys, welcome back to Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are coming at you not live. This week we watched the second season of Shrill on Hulu. Um, It all dropped at once and it was a pure joy. So grateful. We will get into that. And we also watched um, Little America, which is uh, an eight-episode anthology series on Apple Plus TV. I don't know what it's actually called. We can't all have catchy names like Peacock. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, some of some of us just have to be really original and say Apple Plus Which is extremely confusing when you watch it on Apple TV. Apple TV plus on your Apple TV. Yeah. We're not mad or bitter. It's it's fine. (laughs) Spoiler alert, we like the show, so we forgive them. Yeah. And uh, Little America was created by... I believe it was created by uh, Kumal and his wife, Emily. And it was also a pure joy. And I were excited to talk about it and hopefully get people to watch it because I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it. No, I have not seen one person. Yeah. Online or IRL. No, neither. They're like, what? That's a, the name of a hotel. That's something I just heard five minutes ago. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we know a lot of aspiring comedians. <laughs> but first, let's start with TV news. Uh, Jordan, what do you have? Um, I have that Chance the Rapper, uh, is going to be hosting a punked, it's like, it is literally punked on Quibi. It's not even like inspired by punked, it literally is going to be a punked reboot. Mm Mm-hmm. Good old Quibi. Quibi? I'm honestly excited about Quibi. Me too. They have a lot of stuff that sounds very fun and legitimately intriguing with people I like. Oh, um, the only other, I, it was a light news week because really the only other piece of news that I have is that Bradley Cooper's, um, Leonard Bernstein, Bernstein, I don't even, I think it's Leonard Bernstein, like in the, in it's the end of the world as we know it song. Got it. So that's how I learned. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Is going to be on Netflix. He's going, and Bradley Cooper is writing, directing, and starring in the film. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting. That is very interesting. It's about his complicated marriage as a closeted gay man. I don't really know that much about Leonard Bernstein outside of the musicals. I don't know anything about him. Clearly. Thought his name was similar to the Berenstein. Oh, it is Stein, right? No, I think it's Stein. Stein. I think. Wow, I'm so confused. You're going to, that's going to be very educational for you. Yeah, he did, like, West Side Story. Yes. Um, yeah, I did not even hear that news. So, cool. Yeah. Um, I had just two other things. One, uh, in yet another Disney Plus show to be put on hold, uh, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi series oh. was recently put on hold. Um, they're not supposed to start filming. It's, they were going to start filming this summer, and now they're not starting filming till next January. Okay. So, literally, it's like every show I've heard, they've had to put on hiatus. Seriously. 
And the other one is that Betty Gilpin and Billy Eichner are going to be in American Crime Story. So exciting. If we ever get to see it. Mm-hmm. We but will. They're really stacking that deck. Yeah. We're very excited. On to our top three, which ties into our opinions on Shrill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in season one of Shrill, you meet uh, A.D. Bryant's co-worker. What's A.D. Bryant's name in Shrill? Is it Annie? Annie. That, I think that's why I was getting <laughs> confused, because I knew it started with another A. Yeah. Especially because um, she just looks like an A.D. Yeah, totally. Annie's co-worker, Ruthie... We meet her, and she has a lot more screen time in season two. Uh-huh. And again, so grateful to Hulu for giving us Seriously. this Seriously. It's Patty Harrison. Yes. And she's amazing. She, I feel like she's one of those people where you think you can predict that her kind of sense of humor, but you cannot. No. She is so crazy. And like every single thing that came out of her mouth, I was laughing so hard. She's so funny. She is, like, I'll never get over her sketch in Tim Robinson- show no it's so funny she just like even the way she says words is so mm-hmm. unpredictable it's yeah. so funny we are very lucky to have her we really are so we thought it would be fun to um rank our very favorite reoccurring characters in tv shows i'll start with my number three okay um i said reverend richard wayne gary wayne <laughs> <laughs> from unbreakable kimmy schmidt he is the pr- such a good one to start with because, like, these are the kinds of characters that just, like, take an episode up a notch. Mm-hmm. Totally. He's so, he's, he's so, so, so funny. And, like, if you see that he's going to be in the episode, you know it's going to be a good one. Exactly. I mean, I'm biased, but, because it's John Hamm. I, yeah. It's just, he is, John Hamm is so good when he gets to be so weird. Mm-hmm. It's just... He's just, just a weirdo. A gem. He's he, my favorite little weirdo. We just love classically handsome weirdos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that's a perfect one. I didn't even think of him. Thank you. But yeah, he's amazing. My number three, I picked uh, Jean Ralphio on Parks and Recreation. Ooh, what a good one. It's like, I was thinking about Parks. Um, I was just watching some reruns with my sister the other day. Um, I mean, they're all reruns now. That was a weird way to say that. But um, Jean-Ralphio, it's funny because, like, he's very polarizing because some people straight up hate Jean-Ralphio. Mm-hmm. But I always like kind of the chaos that he brings because, like, he's so dumb that he's basically harmless. And um, I just think Ben Schwartz is so funny and charming. And I like seeing him... Um, play like especially if you like follow him on social media like John Ralphio is very opposite to his personality because he's just kind of a sweetie and John Ralphio is just like dumb and obnoxious and yeah and I think he adds a lot to the show too because he's such a good opposite to like Tom's character totally so he adds a lot of interesting plot things too while still being a side character yeah and um also, when they add in Jenny Slate, yeah, it's just like a triple threat. It's like Chef Kiss, brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. Good answer. Thank you. My number two, I'm going to go with Mina from The Veep. Mina. Oh my gosh! How do you brilliant. pronounce it? <laughs> well, that's part of the joke. No one knows. <laughs> I think it's Mina. 
She's but the no one knows. Norwegian prime minister. <laughs> um, and again, every single time she's in an episode. And lucky for us, we got a lot of her towards the end. Yeah. It's really... Oh my gosh, I get so excited when she would pop up on the screen. Yeah, where previously it was like once a season we would see her. Mm-hmm. So I just love, love, love her dynamic with Selena Meyer and... Yeah, she's great. It's so funny, especially because, like, Selena prides herself on her small talk mm-hmm. and, like, people skills. Mm-hmm. But, like, she she just, like, cannot get on the same page as her, and it's so funny no. to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah, that's a brilliant answer. Thank you. Um, My number two is a Seinfeld recurring character. Okay. There are a lot of really good ones on Seinfeld. I actually thought of a few that... It's, like, throughout their nine seasons, they, like, have these... Which is... So, I like that it's very realistic that there's just, re- like, recurring characters in your own life. Yeah. That you're, like, seriously you again. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite one is Kramer's lawyer, Jackie Childs, who... He's just, like, really, really over the top. He is only in five episodes out of these nine seasons, but he, like, has some of the most iconic lines. Who plays him? Um... His, the actor's name is Phil Morris, and the only thing I've seen him in was the Christmas movie starring Leah Michelle that we, was made for TV this this past oh, year. Oh, yeah. And um, so he'll always be Jackie Childs to me because I don't know him from anything else. That's funny. And they also do a lot in his episodes spoofing the O.J. Simpson trial, mm. which is fun because... A, it's really clever, and B, it's like as I've re- been rewatching them when I'm older and actually know things, like the references, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's literally just taken from real life, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. So he's very, very funny. And so that's my number two. Perfect. I feel like we haven't had a lot of Seinfeld representation in our top threes for a while from you, so. I know. Well, it's it's like, it's more fun to pick people from shows we've both seen. It's true. Um... But we've kind of been branching out, too, yeah. with our top threes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, my number one, he was the first one that came to my mind when we talked about doing this top three, and it is Tran from New Girl. He's the little Asian man that Nick <laughs> hangs out with in the hot tub. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so brilliant. The first episode where you meet him is so funny. It's so precious. And, oh. like... He's only in a handful of other episodes, but anytime he's in it, it's so good. He should have won an Emmy. Just like, he really should have. I don't even know if he's an actor or just someone that, like, they met at a, at a park. I, you know, I actually <laughs> feel like I read about that once, but I can't remember. But, yeah. Ugh. I love him. I love Tran. His I'm a presence, Tran stan. <laughs> Tran's presence, like, makes... You love Nick even more, too. It's true. Like, their, just their relationship, like, shows so much about Nick. And, like, I think Nick is able to be, like, his completely idiotic self, <laughs> dare I say. Big time. And it's just really cute. It's adorable. It's just, like, so pure. Yeah. Wow, that's perfect. My number one is Anne Veal from Arrested Development. Mae Whitman's character. Oh, yes. Um... Arrested Development is another show that has a lot of amazing, very strange, quirky, recurring characters. Mm-hmm. But Anne just tops them all for me. 
it's such a funny idea for a character of just like have like someone completely nondescript Mm -hmm. and may whitman is a genius as her she really is she's such a child yes oh my gosh every single every joke about her and her performance everything is just like perfect 10 out of 10 Um, i would have given her an emmy for that role too (laughs) did you see the picture that may whitman posted recently of her and um well because that's when they were on a tv show together pre-arrested development did you ever watch that show i don't think so it was called i think it was called state of grace and i watched it when i was a kid now that you say that that sounds familiar it was on abc family and may whitman it was like set in the south and Elia Shawkat's family was Jewish and they moved to this like southern, very like Christian town. Mm-hmm. And she and Mae Whitman were like best friends. Wow. And then they were on Arrested Development together. That's adorable. It's so good. And I want to go back and rewatch that show because we, I remember like it was one that my mom really liked. Like, mm-hmm. so it clearly wasn't only some like dumb kids show. Yeah. Wow. That makes me kind of hopeful for a Mae Whitman appearance in season two of Search Party, honestly. Mm hmm. That'd be great. Especially because everyone loves May. Oh, yeah. She is, like, she every do... human's best friend. Yeah, she's perfect. She, like, vacations with um, Pete and Lauren Graham. Is it Peter? I only think of him as Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and Dax and Kristen. Yeah. Everyone's in love with her. Everyone wants to adopt her. Mm-hmm. She's perfect. Including me. And that's why it's also funny she's playing, like, the most boring human alive mm-hmm. in Arrested Development. Totally. <sighs> so good. Well, so we already kind of let the beans spill, but we loved Shrill. <laughs> we spilled them beans. <laughs> um, I have to say my first note, uh, basically five minutes into the first episode, I knew I was going to be in because there's a really, really, really great Celine Dion moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be a theme throughout my love of Shrill and um, Little America are... Really great musical musical moments, should you say? So I yes. was already hooked from episode one, five minutes in. I mean, I knew I would be hooked anyway, but that was really like, that was it for me. Totally, it was like someone hacked into your Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, my first note is Patty Harrison kills me. <laughs> yeah, which she does. Um, one thing that she says was she was like, "I view husbands as dads." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Another quote that I wrote down that um, Annie shared was, I can't even remember the context, but I all I wrote down was big, de- debilitating, painful crushes. And because she's like listing out her past relationships. Okay, that makes sense. Because I really related to that. Yeah, she was like, if that's what we're talking about, then sure, I have a ton of experience <laughs> with that. And, yeah, wow. I loved that descriptor. It was so good. I really liked season two. Um, I mean, we were big fans of season one also. Yeah. Um, I really liked the... One thing I thought that season two improved on season one was the showcase of the coworkers. Yes, I agree. At the, like, kind of the website slash magazine, like, kind of zine. Mm-hmm place i thought that they were they got a lot of time to shine and i really liked the workplace dynamic Mm -hmm. that was really fun 
Um, but it didn't sacrifice getting to see Annie trying to, like, grow as a person. No. Yeah. So I thought it was really great. It was really fun. Yeah, I agree with that. And another big um, focus on this season, I think, was um, mother-daughter relationships. Mm-hmm. And yes. I thought they did a really great job of showcasing a couple of those and how um, intricate and um, hard and different they are, they can be. Totally. And that, like, that's such a specific kind of relationship to each um, pair. Mm-hmm. And I liked that in all of these, you could see the sides of both the mom and the daughter. Totally. You know? Like, because mm-hmm. that's how it is in real life. Yeah. And... Even if we think we're always right. Yeah, exactly. And um, I really liked that. Like, they were all... Everything had a lot of nuance to it. Mm-hmm. And that was... Probably my, one of the standout episodes to me, um, was this episode where Annie goes to this, like, female empowerment convention, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't noticed this, but Taylor brought up that it was directed by Natasha Mm Lyonne. Very, very awesome. And, um, to me it was so interesting because I've, a relatable, um, idea that they bring up is kind of like when there are... Things that feel very manufactured to me. And, like, they say the phrase monetizing feminism. Mm -hmm. And Annie's very bothered by this, which I relate to. Because sometimes I'll see things that I'm like, that is so annoying. Like, a catchphrase that's just, like, become a cliche. Mm -hmm. But it's about female empowerment kind of stuff. But then her seeing that, like, especially women of older generations, um, like, they're really getting a lot out of this. Because this has been, it's like a new concept that they haven't heard so loudly before Mm -hmm. and so to her she's like but there is good that's coming from this even if I don't think that their heart's in the right place necessarily Mm -hmm. and I was like and they weren't even really pitching anyone as like the bad guy necessarily and I thought that was like a really intelligent way to approach that because it's so relatable I think to women right now yeah I mean women Women are are having having a moment moment. (laughs) (laughs) and we are we're having a lot of moments. <laughs> and so that was just one example, one specific example from this season that I was like, wow, they really, they don't approach things in a cliche way. They, appro- they they're taking things that could, it could easily go into cliche, mm-hmm. but I feel like they approach issues between characters and like kind of more general life concepts in a really nuanced way that I like that there's no real villain. Yeah. I think it... It is kind of like um, how it is in real life of there's not really, like, a hard black and white between, like, good or bad or, like, right or wrong. And, like, um, I think I really enjoyed that. I think they did a really good job of that, just mirroring what you just said. Yeah, I really think that is one of the things that sets this apart. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that worried me before I watched Dollface, Mm-hmm. Because I thought that they were being more cliche, but I, that one also ended up impressing me, and I liked where that one ended up too. Yeah. Um. It's so just I just shout out to Hulu. I feel a like lot they're more doing good. Um, thought provoking than in your face. You should believe this type of exactly, meeting. and like you're a bad feminist if you don't call everyone you know a boss bitch or something. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I really liked that a lot. But also, I couldn't help but think about um, the video of Julianne Huff getting a 
devil <laughs> taken out of her butthole. Oh my god. While watching the women are having a moment, it kind of reminded me of a little culty, weird stuff like that. <laughs> totally. It's like I bet they were kicking themselves when they saw that video come Seriously. out and more like Kinergy crap. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's one of those things where I'm like, I guess if people like that, like to me that is just so bizarre and like yucky. Yeah. But like how many people actually are like finding truth in something and so it's like not that I condone that but you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's just so much weird nuance to things that really rub me the wrong way and um I mean I would rather go to the convention in the shrill show than ever go to a Kinergy uh Uh demonstration it's it's so funny Highly recommend. If you didn't watch season one, watch it and then divert into season two. Yeah. It is quick. There's two more episodes than there were in season one, which is great, but they're still so short. Yeah. And it didn't feel like the season was dragging ever. No. Like, it, it, uh, one thing about season one was that it felt like it ended ended kind of abruptly. Mm-hmm. And this one was even a little like that, too. I was like, oh, that was the last episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I would I would love more. Mm-hmm. But I, it's rare to feel like that when I finish a season of a show anymore. So it's a good thing. So very good thing. All right. Little America. Apple TV plus plus TV Apple. <laughs> they should just call it Apple, Apple, Apple. <laughs> um, like I said, it's an anthology series. There's eight episodes. Each episode focuses on a different immigrant story that are from real life and yes it was so good it was beautiful it was done so well i one of my notes is that i think this might be my favorite of all the anthology series i've watched i think so too for me i think for me um one of the challenges of an anthology show is that in each episode you have to like make the audience care about all these new characters immediately yeah in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. and like, and also in a way that doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. And this show nailed that for me. It was, like, a lot of the episodes I was, like, felt very tense mm-hmm. about characters I just met. And the every episode had a ton of heart. And none of it felt, like, fake or forced. Yeah. No. And um, it was very funny. It was very funny. Um, and... All of the actors were really good, even if they had, like, never really even done anything before. Mm-hmm. Like... Completely agree. A lot of them I had never seen before, and I thought that all the acting was really, really good. Yes. Like, at every... At the end of every episode, you get to see pictures of the real people. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh my gosh, like, they weren't just them. Like, no. they really embodied these stories. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a really only one episode for me that I didn't love... And I think Jordan, same. I think that's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's episode four. If you're watching, that's the episode we didn't love. It has Zachary, Zachary Quinto in it, which mm-hmm. and I do love him. The main girl is Melanie Laurent from Inglorious Bastards, who I love. Mm-hmm. I just like, and maybe if the other episodes hadn't been so perfect, then I wouldn't have like, I didn't dislike it. Yeah. But the other ones are just so much more emotional. Like, yeah. I just didn't feel attached to the characters in it at all. Yeah. Also, the first episode starts out, and it's an immigrant from Utah. Well, that lives in Utah. Yeah. And 
so that already kind of pulled me in at least totally yeah in green river utah where we pass on like every road trip yeah and i was like stranded there once when my car broke down true you should have stayed at his hotel i really should have yeah i kept tally of all the episodes i cried in we both we both said we cried the most in the final episode the final episode was that was where i had actual like tears falling down yeah i was like ugly crying yeah it was and that is the Beautiful. episode that also has a really, really, really great music moment, m- multiple moments. Several, yeah. Um, With Kelly Clarkson. That's and... why we have a theory that, like, does she have some deal with Apple TV? Because the morning show also featured Kelly Clarkson. It's true. <laughs> Maybe they'll move her talk show to the Apple TV or something. Wow. Well, not that it's canceled or anything. I'm just... No. But you, you never know. first. We'll see if we're right. Um, It was so... It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I think I cried in three or four. I cried three for in sure, maybe four. Six. I cried in six. Wow. I so, know. And then what was I, the other one you did not cry in? Um, other than episode four. I actually did not cry. I was like shocked at the end of the cruise ship episode. But that one I actually didn't cry. I wrote, didn't cry, but was moved. <laughs> so I was definitely emotional, but the other ones, like, I couldn't I couldn't stop the tears. But, like, we're saying that, but this was also a very fun show to watch. You know? Yeah. Like, it was, it was very emotional and moving, but it wasn't heavy. The l- final episode was heavy. But yeah. I just felt like I was, like, really enjoying myself while I watched this, too. It was not only emotional, but very fun. I agree. Which I think is really hard to do that, to have both. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we know that Kamail and Emily are good at that because the big sick was like that, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also saw that they are, um, they're they're turning Little America into a book. Oh, cool. Yeah, and there's going to be, like, 30 true stories by immigrants about how their own experiences in America. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. Yeah, I could not recommend this up, this show more highly. And Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called is two for two now for me because I ended up really enjoying the morning show and I really, really liked this. Yeah, me too. And basically, if you have an Apple product, you probably are eligible for a free year of Apple TV. Yes. Plus. So you should at least, you should log in and try to see... If you have a free subscription, because I did. Yeah. And um, you should for sure watch if this. If not, you get a week free. And then I think it's only like $4 or $5 Something like that, yeah. yeah. And this is something that I, I would recommend this to my parents. Yes, me too. I hope they watch it. <laughs> parents, watch it. All right. Who was your crush of the week? Ugh, this is actually really hard because... I agree. I just picked mine on a whim just barely because I saw my note about someone being hot and I was like, oh yeah, he can be my crush. That's going to be mine too. Mine is from the Little America's first episode in Utah. Um, The actor, his name is Siraj Sharma. And I'm actually looking at his IMDb and I'm like, oh, he was like (laughs) Pi in Life of Pi. Really? Yeah. Which, side note, Carly was just telling me about how she met him at Sundance. I was going to say, wasn't someone just talking about Life of Pi? Yeah, super weird. He was also in um, that John Hamm Disney movie, Million Dollar... The baseball one? Arm, yeah. Ooh, did 
Did you watch that? John Hamm's so hot in that. He's just wearing polos all the time. I did. He looks good in a polo. Wow, that's a good one. He was really, really good. Yeah, he was really cute. cute and attractive, and I loved him. Yeah. Um. Well, mine is also from Little America. Okay. I great. picked the actor who plays Rafik in the in episode eight. Oh, he was very hot. Yeah, he was. And a very good actor. His name is Haas. Uh. Slimen. Slimen. Haas Slimen. He's from Lebanon, and um. I don't think I've seen anything else that he's been in. I was for sure stalking his IMDb because I was like, this man is beautiful. Yeah, so maybe he'll be in more. And he was very good. That was the one we cried the most in, don't forget. And he was amazing. Well, Um, and also, we've already talked about this, but before, but Little America was already renewed for season two. Before it even aired, which I'm happy about because I'm worried that people aren't watching it. Yeah. So please watch it. Really, though. Because we need more of those stories. It will it really, really will. improve your life. Yeah. Go improve your life and go watch <laughs> Shrill and Little America, please. Yeah, it's like a self-help week. Yeah. Do it Do it for self-care. Uh, what is that something they would say on... Um... And women are having a moment. Uh-huh. Self-care. Watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.